Welcome to the Amplify to 7 Figures podcast, where we look inside the mind of 7-figure entrepreneurs to see how they amplify their business and amplify their life. Let's welcome today's guest. Hello and welcome to the Amplify to 7 Figures podcast. Today, we are with the amazing Max Torno. He came from the US as a college dropout all the way from Austria with $16,000 in debt and only a single pair of shoes to his name. So I hope they were comfy, Max. Uh, He started as an intern for a dating advice company and worked with them for an entire year for free and then took that knowledge and built one of the biggest dating coaching businesses in the space in 2013, making his first million by age 26. And he's gone on to build multiple seven figure businesses. Max, welcome to Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. Thanks a lot, Paul. Hyped to be here. Good old times. Thanks a lot for the nice intro. Appreciate it. Hey, it's awesome. So Max, when you moved over to the USA, I kind of got the impression from watching through your YouTube videos and stuff, you, you were all in right you were just going to do whatever it takes to make it happen do you think people with who've got these secure jobs and got mortgages do you think they've got that lack of drive to change because they they feel like they've got more to risk even though maybe you had more to risk than anyone hmm. it, it's it's always hard to define and i actually had that yesterday on, on a client call with mine where somebody said like oh max i've been your client now you know i'm making my first couple of thousand a month i'm gonna quit my job just like you and i'm like hold up hold up hold up. no <laughs> Just because I do it, did it stupidly, doesn't mean that it's the right choice for you to do. So I'm, I've always been quite extreme with things like that. I think um, there's, it's, it's absolutely possible to build your own freedom business just next to your job without having to run into the crazy risk that I put myself in, uh, especially since there's better ways to do it nowadays. Um, but, but to get back to your question, of course, you, always, you do want to go all in with what you're doing. You do want to basically say, I'm either going to make it work or I die trying. But at the same time, you don't necessarily need to actually put yourself under like great risk, especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, if you were to go back and do it again, would you, would you have still done it that way? Would you still go on with your single pair of shoes or maybe uh, saved up <laughs> for a few more first? <laughs> That's a good question. Like with the knowledge I have right now, I would definitely do things a lot, lot differently. But ultimately, you know, it worked out for me and I'm happy it did. Um, sure, I would I would do it again to hell. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's an interesting experience, if, if nothing else. So I was looking through your your sevenfigurebusiness.com site. And, and on there, one of the key ingredients that you spoke about is, is mindset. So what, what do you think changed in your own mindset to rapidly grow not one, but two seven-figure businesses? I think, I think the biggest point in terms of mindset was just knowing that it's possible. You know, I grew up with, a, with an older brother and a younger sister, and I was kind of like the middle child. And I just grew up with my brother being stronger, better, faster, smarter, taller <laughs> at everything. And, and maybe that's why I just kind of adapted the mindset of like, this is what I am. This is what I do. And you can't change. And, and it might be obvious for some listeners now saying, of course you can change. Uh, but I, I just thought, whatever, if you're born as the non-confident person, you're going to stay that way. If you're born as the person who, who's not going to do great things, you're going to stay that way. And, 
And throughout my career, I just kind of noticed more and more that you don't need to feel ready for anything. You don't need to feel like you deserve things. You just bluntly take action that brings you to the direction where you want to go. And that's it. I think this whole idea of like believing in yourself and having a strong mindset, it's more, it's more a result of your actions. It doesn't precede your actions. And that was really the biggest mind blow for me to just know like, hey, things are possible. If you put in the work and if you're consistent enough and if you're smart about it, then you can absolutely do it, regardless of whether you feel good enough on the inside or not. So when you were touring around doing doing the stages as well with the, with the dating side of things, I know one of the things you were saying in your YouTube videos was that like you didn't feel ready for it and you're almost having like these heart palpitations of waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, do, do you think is that is that necessary to, to go go through that? Do you think to actually get where we want to go? Or or do you think you can just or do you think it's because you pushed so hard that you were like, hey, I want to get there sooner? Because some people might be a millionaire when they're 50, but you were like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to get to millionaire in my twenties. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's necessary to do it that hard. Uh, and and this is something that I've learned over the years now. We've been helping, you know, I think over 2000 clients and now build their own freedom businesses. A lot of them, we've helped them scale to seven figures. I at first thought that's the only way to do it. Like, of course, you're going to sacrifice your mental and physical. Health. How else? Um, that was a learning lesson for me, too. And then I realized, hold on a second. People are not that <laughs> abusive to themselves. <laughs> to be able to do such things. We have quite a lot of clients that are quite chill. They're quite relaxed personalities, yet they were able to get to these results. So like I said, for me, I'm a all in or nothing kind of person. And I'm a person who, if I don't have trouble sleeping, I don't work hard enough. And this is something that I've had to like, I had to go through my own maturity process over the last couple of years to really understand that. And I think that's also like a difference between the six and the seven figure mindset you can get to six figures a year just by sheer force of will, just yeah. by sacrificing everything, working 12, 14 hours a day, sometimes even 16, and you just go there. But in order to go from six figures to seven figure, you have to switch from working hard to working smart. And then what you'll do is instead of just working your butt off nonstop, you just kind of like start implementing systems to amplify what you've been building. And, and then all of a sudden, these systems start running for you. And crazily enough, you get this freak out moment. And it's funny because all our seven figure clients have gotten that exact freak out moment as well, where they're like, I'm working much less than before. Um, I'm making much more money. Something must be wrong. So, like they, because yeah. so far they've only identified, they've only correlated hard work and sacrifice with results. And all of a sudden they have more results than ever, but less hard work and less sacrifice. So something is off. And they're like, this, 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 this is weird. It can't be real. Like something is going to happen. And that's also where a lot of people start self-sabotaging themselves um, back to like a lower level where they feel comfortable. And, that's, and then it's my job as their coach, as their consultant, as their mentor to, to step in and say, hold on, you're about to sabotage yourself here. I'm going to make sure that you continuously hit the seven figures without sabotaging yourself back. Sorry, I got... Sorry, I got sidetracked. Hey, I forgot what um, was the original question. <laughs> no, no, that's that really does relate to that as well because I think, like you say, I've gone, I've gone through that own epiphany even recently with myself. Is like I'm working less and less in <laughs> the business, but working so yeah. much more on it. And 
you, you kind of look if you're on the golf course or if you're, you know, I know you do a lot of traveling as well. If, you, if you're traveling, then you have this thing in your head, like, I'm not working. Mm. Um, but you are because it's all working in the subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all just popping itself out over time. And then you suddenly write this masterpiece. It's like you're almost like a, a composer. Mm. 100%. Exactly. It, it becomes this work of art where, and, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Once you, once you scale the seven figures, you have a team, you have systems, the kind of the business runs itself. You're in this position where you're, where you can do what you actually want to do, which is the creative part about your business, the bigger vision type of business or whichever it is, right? For you, it's, for example, doing the podcast personally, and this is something you really enjoy. You couldn't be doing that if you had to do some menial BS task yourself that can easily be delegated, right? Exactly. So just just shifting a little bit as well to used to do a lot of live events and obviously live events have changed a lot in the last 12 months. So yeah. do, you, do you think do you think you were lucky when you when you pivoted to go and bring in everything more online or even if if you're in that situation right now, like how would you pivoted your own business to just be able to make a, a shift when no live events are happening? Yeah, absolutely. I think I was lucky in that sense because obviously I'd, nobody could have foreseen this type of Black Swan event with the pandemic. <clears throat> For me back then, I switched in 20, 2016 is where the, the switch started happening. I still continued touring after that just as like an added bonus. But for me, I was just in a situation where after four world tours, I was, I was so done mm -hmm. with the physical exhaustion of a new city every week and working from an airplane and constantly, constantly being jet lagged. I was like three time zones behind um, and, and sleeping in hotel rooms or Airbnbs and just like not having possessions. That was also strange. Like anything I would buy or I would want to buy, I'd thought about it three times. Like, do I want to carry this thing around for the next year <laughs> in my luggage? Um, so, so I was lucky enough to change for other reasons to online. And then, you know, once the pandemic hit, we were positioned extremely well and we actually had a lot of clients come to us saying like, look, I lost my job uh, or I'm about to lose my job or I've seen that colleagues have lost their jobs. Let me build an online business. And now they're making more money than they would have ever done with their job. And uh, so, so, yeah, I definitely consider myself lucky in that regard. I, I always feel like, I don't know, karma or the universe helps you with timing. If you're really on your purpose and you're doing something that you enjoy, things just kind of tend to always work out magically. It's strange. Um, I guess chance meets opportunity or whatever it's called. Um, but to get to the second part of the question, what would I recommend for someone who's been relying, relying on, on, uh, on uh, real life events is like, well, wake up. Things are not going to go back to normal that quickly. Um, I think there's still going to be massive restrictions two years from now. I don't want to paint a picture of doom and gloom. Uh, just see the writing on the wall because also that's the one thing you have the restriction side on one thing, which doesn't look, doesn't appear to go back. But on the other hand, it's also a pretty good sign because people are just waking up to the idea of doing things online. You know, I mean, I see, mm. I see my mom and dad there and they're, they're about to be 60. They've never used zoom or WhatsApp before. Now they are. So what you have to understand is there's just like thousands of people who have woken up to the idea of, of taking services online, of attending online life events and so on and so forth. And uh, if you position yourself there now, you're going to have a much, much easier time than being amongst the people that just sit back and hope for it to magically fix itself. Cause it ain't. 
yeah. yeah yeah the, the old the old fingers fingers crossed i don't don't know about you but I, i've had my parents i've turned into a tech support team <laughs> so the parents just ring up in the, and they're just like hey uh yeah so i'm this zoom thing how how, yeah. how does it work you just have to talk <laughs> through every single step no i haven't got one of those buttons on my keyboard you like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do you do <laughs> yeah it's hilarious it's cute i like it yeah definitely that's awesome so max a lot of people listening may may have a business that looks amazing on the outside but on the inside they're secretly the burnt out they're spending so much time just like fighting fires all day do you think you can actually build and scale a done for you agency without getting burnt out yeah 100 percent. this is like a common mindset issue that people possess the arrogance of saying my business is so special. I have such a great, such a great relationship with my clients. I'm doing everything myself. I cannot delegate any of these tasks because they're so delicate. Good examples of that are marketing agencies, copywriting agencies, advertising agencies that are doing a done-for-you service. And we've done this so many times with clients that have had agencies. They came to us. They claimed it's not possible. And we've done it nonetheless. So basically, what you have to understand is Anything that you do can be systemized to a large degree. Even if you're doing a complete done-for-you service, you can systemize it to at least 80, 80, 85%. And everything that can be systemized can be delegated. And the way we're teaching this to our clients is so hilariously simple to really see, okay, where's the patterns, where's the system, and how can he delegate this without having to hire special talent without having to hire quote-unquote a players you can literally basically adhere to a to a conveyor belt system that really helps your clients go from a to b and that includes positioning yourself correctly to really make sure that your clients are not too all over the place and to really kind of put things under the microscope and say where's the client in the beginning what steps does the client need to go through to get the end result where's the systems where can we put employees and no you do not have to worry that these employees are then going to quit and, you know, you teach them everything and then they quit and they build a competitive business. There's things you can look out for when you hire the right people. There's things to make sure you hire the right personality types. We've done it literally dozens of times before. It works. You just got to get away from the snowflake mindset of only I can do that because that's childish. If to wake up from that, understand that you have a real legitimate corporation that is at the root of this all. You can build it into a legitimate business, into a legitimate company. You just have to be aware of the pitfalls and you have to be open-minded enough to do it the right way. Yeah, the the key phrase that I've heard a lot is process is not people. Um, and yeah. you know, we're, we're massive fan of, of people and personal growth and building the culture in the business. However, at the same time, like if you're relying your business on people, on, and th- this is why sometimes it's dangerous hiring A players. <laughs> yeah for, for, for that exact reason right i've written i've written an article the other day about why you shouldn't hire a players boy has that gotten hate i i've had people like calm like they were furious about it they got they got personally offended by it <laughs> but it's true Hi, hiring a players is overpriced number one number two if you find a high if you find an a player that is looking for a job why the hell if he's that good why is that person looking for a job in the first place? And, and other than that, you don't need A players. You should know where your business is going and what tasks to be done. You have to be the A player. 
and you just hire people who are each responsible for one specific task on that conveyor belt. And for that, you don't need to hire A players. In fact, if you do hire A players and you give them this one specific task that they're supposed to excel at, they're going to get bored. Mm. And that's the problem. You don't want to have a bored A player in your company because that person can cause so much damage within your company. So hire diamonds in the rough, as I always say. Make them into A players for the specific thing they're hired to do. Hire the right personality types. And your business is going to flourish and strive even if you're on vacation, even when you're on a nice, beautiful island and you know, you're, you're doing the thing that you want to be doing. Your company can absolutely grow if you hire the right people. So talk to me about that personality type because you mentioned that a couple of times in terms of the way way you hire. So what 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 do you mean by that? Well, what you basically want to have is people always say like, "Oh, I want to have uh I want to have an employee that innovates and an employee that just thinks outside the box and so on and so forth." But like you said correctly, processes not people you don't want to hire someone that is all focused on innovation because all they're going to do is they're, they're trying to ruddle on the structure they're trying to shake the structure up but you cannot build a skyscraper if at the bottom there's someone who constantly tries to mess up the scaffolding you want to have people that have the personality type of, of them saying look I absolutely love doing the same thing over and over again. I absolutely love doing the exact things that I'm supposed to do without having to now start to innovate. Maybe you as an entrepreneur are not like that. Otherwise, most likely you wouldn't be an entrepreneur. But again, you have to come in and you have to get rid of that arrogance of saying like everybody's like me, right? So there are absolutely people out there who thrive if they're doing the same thing over and over again, even for years, they're going to be grateful. They love that more than anything else. These are the type of people that you want to look for. And also you want to look for people who are absolutely thinking long-term that want to be part of something that buy into the company culture. And those don't necessarily need to be people that are thinking for themselves or thinking outside the box or trying to revolutionize your company. You want to have really simple, good thinking, loyal people, who do what they're supposed to do so you can build a structure around them. And if somebody gets sick or if somebody has to quit or if somebody has to move for whatever reason, your company is not suffering from that because it's merely the pilot of the ship that is missing and you can get another pilot in. And the way we're teaching, especially our agency owner uh, clients, but also our coaches, consultants, clients, the way we teach them to build their companies is we help them build a training system that can instantly get someone new in. And within two to eight weeks, that person is largely trained enough to completely do that task on their own. And that's exactly what we help our clients do. That That's that's fantastic. And anyone listening to this, uh, like really take notes on that because <laughs> that is probably one of the biggest things between a six and seven figure business is like you say, you can get to six figures that way, but w- without you, you just, you just not going to. Um, this now, this came up when uh, you uh, filled in information to be on the podcast. What's the definition of the word whack? <laughs> <laughs> this has become, over the years, whack has become this word that our clients and our team is using. It's when anything, your mindset is whack, which means your mindset is not the mindset of a person who is supposed to be successful in their business. Um, your profile can be whack. Right. If I if I see someone doing lead generation on Facebook and I look at their profile and the profile has pictures of them partying or of them, you know, being shirtless in the bathroom and taking a picture, 
that's whack. It's unprofessional. And uh, it, it comes to a point where like sometimes, you know, when we're talking things with our clients, it just takes one word comment when somebody asks for you, just whack. And we instantly know <laughs> what it means. So we always put it like this, like if you're, if you're having troubles with your lead generation or if you're having troubles with your marketing, you have to de-whackify everything first. You have to look at your outside presentation. Is there anything that's whack, anything that could confuse people, anything that could show people that you are not as professional as you'd like to be? That's the whackness factor. So uh, if, if you can remove, remove the whackness, you can accelerate your growth. Basically, yeah. yeah. Whack, yeah and, whack is the very thing that keeps you from growing. <laughs> <laughs> and and just to know, if anyone wants to connect with Max, don't send him shirtless pictures of your nipple sticking out because that's <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be interested in that. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Max, over the next five years, you know, you you've gone on a accelerated journey as as it is, right? Um, so you're uh, without giving away too much, but you're you're around thirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're 31. Um, and at 31, you've done so much in your twenties. What do you see in the next five years is the biggest changes that are going to be happening in marketing? Well, marketing is going to become even more direct. Um, what I've seen over the last five years is the tendency that this whole social media thing isn't as low hanging fruit as it was. If you had a YouTube channel five years ago talking about your expertise and you were just half-assing content, just loading up out, just pumping out a couple of videos, you were doing very well. It was very easy for you to get to multiple seven figures. Same goes for whatever it is that you're posting on other social media platforms. However, nowadays there's so much noise. I mean, mm. how many YouTube channels do you, the listener, know that are dealing with the exact same problem that you're fixing, the exact same topic. There's so much noise out there that you cannot simply half-ass it and just knock out okay-ish content. You have to really make sure that what you're saying is real talk. You have to make sure that what you're saying is, is something that wakes people up, that isn't just a repetition of what the next guy before you has already dropped. So that's in terms of your social media content. But even with ads, same spiel here. The golden era of ads is over. We've had the new iOS update uh, screw up a lot of online businesses over the past couple months. And uh, it's, it's, again, so many people now panicking and, oh, ads are not where they used to be. But ultimately, the people who always took it seriously, the people that always try to excel and have extra good ad copy, extra good ad targeting, those are the people that are now rubbing their hands because they're making even more money because the market share is there. So over the last couple of years, we've really seen this tendency. And when 2020 hit the same, all these people that were doing well when things were going well, they're now going to be swallowed up and it's only going to be the people that were doing exceptionally well that really take things seriously, that really take their growth seriously, who are going to actually grab more and more market share. So if you've been half-assing things and it's been working kind of well before 2020 and throughout 2020, you're going to have a much, much harder time. And if you don't decide to now double down on your business and grow, you're going to be swallowed up, chewed up and spit out. So you either grow and you get better at what you're doing or you stay the same and you're eventually going to be chewed up and you don't want that to happen. And there's an old saying that um, once the tide comes in, you see who's, uh, well, once the tide goes back out, you see who's swimming naked. 
exactly exactly you, yeah. you, you know and yeah it's the same with the stock market and uh mm. anything really like people are like oh look at how much money i made in a well, crypto look, look how much money i made in cryptocurrency <laughs> and then they go oh wow bitcoin's just dropped by fifteen thousand dollars overnight and you're like yeah like if you're going to invest in anything or if you're going to do anything do it for the long term not not for the short term i think yep. is the <laughs> definitely wise advice so max on your um freedom freedommentoring.com there's a line in there that says when i die and leave this earth what will i leave behind so i'm going to ask you the same question max when you die and leave this earth what will you leave behind what two you things. want to be remembered for so so to speak yeah two things so what do I want to think in my last drawing breaths? And what do I want people to think once I'm gone? So the first one is, and I've said this many times before, I don't want to ask myself, what if? I don't want to lie on my deathbed or wherever it is that I'm going to die and thinking about what if I had done it? What if I had risked it? What if I had you know, embarked on a journey that I actually wanted to embark on? I don't want to have any regrets. I want to say whatever it was that I was, that I was striving for, I was going for it and maybe I failed doing it and that's totally fine, but at least I went for it and I don't have to ask myself, what if I had done it? That's from my personal side, what I want to think of myself. Now, what do I want to leave behind for others is I want to leave behind a happy family of a lot of kids and a very, very happy, well, <laughs> not happy that I died, but a, a wife that I've shared a lot of great experiences with, but also I want to leave behind an extended family, meaning my clients, my partners, my team of saying like, hey, we've really made a difference here. And, and I've seen this over the last couple of years where we would take people who came to us, you know, they were making their 10, 20K a month. We've helped them to build a legit company out of what they're doing. And, and it's these people now employ more people. These people are given the gift of employment to others. And, you know, they're buying nice things for their parents. They're supporting their parents. They're supporting their kids. They, their kids can have the things that they could never have. And I just, I don't need to be powerful or I don't need to necessarily be rich. I just want to know that there's other people who are living a better life and they're giving back because of what I've done. I love that. And it's almost that ripple effect, right? Yeah. Of yeah, that impact goes all the way through. We're using a lot of water analogies today. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. It's it's this it's this upward spiral I want to yeah. set in motion and I want to be part of. And it's so beautiful, you know, when you really empower someone to scale their business, they empower you back because they feed you back with 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 positivity, with with gratitude, with with inspiration. Like I get inspired by my own clients so many times simply because. I see them excel. I see them dropping negative mindsets, acquiring new mindsets. I see them, you know, making more money than they've ever hoped they could make. And, and, and that inspires me back to keep pushing. And I that's a beautiful it. upward spiral to be part of. What, what do you think is one quick win that people could use to amplify their business today? See where there's the bottlenecks. Just be very, very stoic about that. Let go of all your emotions. Just look at where your bottlenecks are and then be very practical about that and ask yourself, okay, how can I fix that? And you have to be ruthless with that because this is not about what you hope or what you think it should be. This is like, where is your issue right now? What do you want to have? And what keeps you from getting there? And you have to be extremely practical about that. 
and remove all emotion. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like this is something I've learned from my very first business that, you know, the dating advice business, if you're all in your head and you're like, I'm scared. And, you know, like, let's say you're seeing someone attractive at a party and like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I shouldn't do these. Maybe I'll, I'll get rejected. Like you're just all up in your own emotions and that's what's going to screw you over. And then I see exactly the same type of mindset patterns with people who have their own business. Screw your emotions. Look at the numbers, look at where you want to go and look objectively at where the problem is. And I can guarantee you in 80, 90% of the cases, the problem is you. And even if you're making your $100,000, $300,000 a year, you're pretty good at what you're doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be making that kind of money. But the problem can still be you. And that's the issue I see so many times with people that are lurking around the six-figure or multiple six-figure a year mark. They've built such an ego around themselves because they're making more money than their parents or than their broke high school friends. They're that their little environment, they're a small fish in a tiny pond. But ultimately, unless you keep growing yourself and unless you're able to point out your own shortcomings, you're not going to scale to seven figures. And that's why I've been known to be very harsh oftentimes with our clients that want to scale to seven figures because who else is going to tell them that? You know, when we were at school, we've had teachers or adults tell us that, you know, don't run, don't walk on the grass outside of school, or shut up, sit down, or this is wrong. You you've haven't completed the task on time. But once we, became, we, once we became adults, nobody was there to point out the mistakes that we're doing. Nobody's there to call us out. And I see this so many times where I have an adult sitting in front of me virtually, like we're sitting right now, and they're making their six figures a year. And they're all, you know, their their entire family and friends and social circle is patting them on the shoulders all day. They maybe have an employee or a couple of employees that are all looking up and they're all yes sayers. And then here I sit, the guy with the tattoos on his hands and says like, this is whack. You're doing something extremely wrong and you're costing yourself money. You wake up, this is the real world, either change it or continuously have a business that is not making as much as you could. So when I deploy this real talk, it always, always, always ends up in friction at first. There's, you know, people say, oh, you know, how dare you? And, and oh, no, you're wrong. But once the emotions settle down after an hour or two, people often come back and say, you're right. Thanks for the real talk. And then, they, and then they've just ascended into a higher paradigm with their mindset. And that opens their mind up to do the things they have to do. And then they can actually scale. It's really interesting what you say about the friction part as well. You know, friction makes fire. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to have that friction to, in order to actually make that fire in the belly to to make it work. And like you say, the emotion that people have around that is because sometimes, like you say, the truth hurts. The truth hurts, and honestly, I love all your metaphors. You're a master of metaphors, <laughs> Paul. Like you're driving, you're driving all the element metaphors here. I love it. And, and the, yeah, uh, well, they say the truth hurts, but they also say the truth will set you free. So, and, and it, it, it sounds like you've been using that, that part of it uh, a lot more. Uh, yeah, true. So, Max, where can people find out more about you? Well, you can head over to our website, sevenfigurebusiness.com. So, if you have an online coaching, consulting, or agency business, you're making your six figures a year, you want to scale to seven figures, head over to the website. You can uh, book a free consultation call with us there. This is how all our seven-figure clients have started. You book a free consulting call. You'll be talking to me or my team directly. 
We'll have a look at where your bottlenecks are, where your mindset issues are, what exactly is that you could be doing. And I can guarantee you, regardless of how, of how exotic your niche may be, you can absolutely scale it, right? Uh, if you want to have a little bit of a closer look behind the scenes, what I'm doing on a daily basis, you can check out my Instagram, Max underscore Torno on Instagram. Uh, I'm posting on there every single day. And of course, same goes for the Seven Figure Business Consulting YouTube channel, where you can learn a little bit more about what it means to scale, what the com most common issues are. I'm posting on my YouTube channel two times a week. Like I said, it's the Seven Figure Business Consulting YouTube channel. Love it. And we'll drop all those links as well in the show notes. So you've been listening to Sweet. the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast with me, Paul Ace, and my amazing guest, Max Torno. That's about T-O-R-N-O-W. Go and check him out on Instagram, YouTube, and everywhere else. And remember, amplify your business, amplify your life. Thanks for listening to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. To access the show notes, episodes, and this month's giveaway, head over to www.amplifytosevenfigures.com. Remember, amplify your business, amplify, amplify your, your life. life.